بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وخاتم النبيين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في محكم تنزيله بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كل نفس ذائقة الموت وإنما توفون أجوركم يوم القيامة فمن زحزح عن النار وأدخل الجنة فقد فاز وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور وقال تعالى في مقام آخر لكل أمة أجل إذا جاء أجلهم فلا يستأخرون ساعة ولا يستقدمون وقال النبي صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم التائب من ذنبك من لا ذنب له أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم My dear respected brothers and sisters, elders and dear young students in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions one of the most universally accepted truths and realities of our existence in the Quran by saying kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut Every soul that enters this world, every life shall taste from the cup of death, must take a drink from the cup of death, must taste death. كل من عليها فان Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Rahman Everything in this world is fun, is temporary in its nature وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَانِ The only thing, the only being that will continue to remain in existence is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one of all, possessor of all majesty and honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is baqi, hayyun qayyumun, the one who is alive and eternally alive, the one who is a source of life, and everyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is hadith, is temporary, has a definite beginning, and will end. When the trumpet is blown, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنُفِيخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَصَعِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Everything in the heavens and the earth will be destroyed. And the entire universe, all of the heavens, all of the earths will be destroyed, will be turned into dust. Even the angel of death, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will directly cause the angel of death himself to be to be, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take the life of the angel of death himself and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call out there will be a period of fatra a period of a break and a time between the blowing of the trumpet the first time and the second time and in that period Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this proclamation and call out to whom belongs any authority today let them come forward and assert their authority, their power. There will be no one left alive to respond. There will be utter silence. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself will respond, لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَحَارِ That authority lies solely with one Allah who is all-powerful, who is overpowering over all of his creation. 
He was always powerful. He was powerful today. He is powerful today. He was powerful in the past. But he has hidden his power. And on that day, he will make it manifest. So these are realities that we are temporal in our beings. We came here for a temporary period of time and we will have to leave this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kullu nafsin After that, he says, And you will get the full reward or punishment. The ajr is what you deserve, the compensation, whether good or bad. You will get the full reward or punishment on the day of judgment. And the final verdict and bottom line, Allah Ta'ala says, فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ Whoever is able to save himself from the eternal fire of Jahannam وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ and is granted admittance into Jannah. Is not دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ that he enters Jannah on his own accord with the active verb, but rather أُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ is granted admittance as a passive verb. Meaning, a person will not be able to enter Jannah on their own accord. It's not Dakhal al Jannah bihaqihi, I enter Jannah with my own right. Or you will enter Jannah on your own right, that you deserved it and you earned it. Rather, Udkhil al Jannah was made to enter Jannah. One is to enter Jannah on your own, and one is to be allowed entrance into Jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's in Arabic, it's called fair ma'roof in majhul. In English, it's called the active verb and the passive verb. Active verb is, you yourself are the subject of the verb. You enter Jannah on your own accord. And one is a passive verb, meaning you are not the subject. You are not entering on your own. Allah is allowing you to enter. You're the object. You are receiving the verb. Allah is allowing you entrance and taking you into Jannah. So this is how Allah uses the word here. وَأُدْخِلَ jannah. And whoever is granted entrance into Jannah. This is the person, Faqad Faz, who is truly successful. Qad Faz, Qad adds emphasis, tahqiq. That definitely this is the true successful person. And what about this earthly life, this worldly life that we have? Allah Ta'ala says at the end of the ayah, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ in this worldly life is nothing but a means of deception. It is a deception. It is something that we are chasing after that has no reality, no permanence, no true existence. It is a figment of our imagination. It is not real. It is not permanent. It is very, very attractive. As Rasulullah said, khadira. It is sweet and green and attractive. And the creator of this world himself is saying, It is a means of deception. What we are chasing after, and what we are all so much in love with, this material dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator himself says, And that you love wealth, an extreme desire that you have for wealth. You have strong attachment to these material things. This is a test for us to see whether the love of this material dunya blinds us from the reality of the purpose of our existence, the ma'rifah and recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
true servitude and submitting to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling the rights of Allah, fulfilling the rights of the fellow human beings, being loyal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling His commands, abstaining from His prohibitions, leading a life pleasing to Him, and following the sunnah of our beloved Master Rasulullah sallallahu Or do we follow our whims, our desires, our passions, our lusts, and work hard just to fulfill that, like the animals? They are like animals, nay, they are worse than the animals. This is the test of life that we are all going through. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهُمْ وَلَعِبُ وَإِنَّ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ That this worldly life is just play in amusement, and the hereafter, that is لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ It is the actual, eternal, real life. لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ If they but knew. If they but knew, if they but realized. Everything that they are chasing after, that we are chasing after, we have to leave behind. And furthermore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wake up from this slumber, wake up from this, real, this, this blindness of material world and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a true sincere repentance. Ya ayuhal ladheena amanu, O those who believe, tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a sincere repentance. Know that your time that you have to return back to me is appointed. And when is that time coming? It is unknown. But one thing for sure is that it will not change. Allah ta'ala says, لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَجَلٍ For every person, for every nation, there is a term appointed. There is a time period appointed and set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِذَا جَاءَ جَلُهُمْ فَلَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَخْدِمُونَ And when the time appointed arrives, then you must return to Allah. You cannot escape. You cannot change it one second either way. You cannot pre-pone it. You cannot postpone it. This is our belief. This is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He blesses an individual, then He gives them an opportunity to reflect on this reality and prepare for death before it comes. And the one who does so, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that this is the most intelligent person. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, Al-kayyisu mandana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al-mawd. The true intelligent person is the one who takes stock of his nafs makes muhasaba. It's called muhasaba. Muhasaba means a person who looks into his nafs in his life and takes an account, a self-account. Takes stock of himself. What are his good deeds? What are his sins? What are his positives? What are his negatives? What are the good habits that he must continue? What are the bad habits and sins he is involved in that he must repent from and learn to overcome? This is called muhasabatun nafs. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Kayyis, the intelligent one, is the one who does muhasabatun nafs, takes stock of himself. As is mentioned, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasabu. Take stock of yourself and take your account today on your own, qabla an tuhasabu, before 
your account will be taken by Allah Himself. Weigh your deeds today, your good deeds and your sins, weigh them right now. Voluntarily weigh them and see where you stand. Before they are weighed by Allah in the scales of justice on the Day of Judgment. And prepare yourself to be presented in the court of Allah on the great day of judgment. On that day, you will be presented in front of Allah on the day of judgment, and nothing, nothing at all will remain hidden from Allah. There is no place to hide. This earth will be destroyed, and Allah will establish a new plane on the day of judgment. And the nature of that plane of the day of judgment is You will find there will be no depression in that earth nor No valleys and no mountains, no hills No hills to hide behind no, And no valleys to hide inside It will be a completely flat plane So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That Prepare yourself before that day Weigh your deeds today before they will be weighed on the Day of Judgment and take stock of yourself. Rasulullah said, this is the intelligent person, Al-Kayyis. And then he prepares for the life after death. What is noteworthy here in this hadith is that Rasulullah did not necessarily say that this is the most beloved person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor did Rasulullah say that this is the most salih person, this is the most righteous person, this is the most atqa lillah, the one who fears Allah the most, the one who is most beloved to people and everyone. This is the afdalun nas, the best people. He may be all of the above, but this is not what is mentioned. What is mentioned is al kayyisu this is the most intelligent person. Meaning this is a function of the person's intelligence. Who does not want to be classified as an intelligent person? We all want to be considered intelligent. We want to be intelligent ourselves, we want our children to be intelligent, and we, we want others to regard us as to be intelligent. So the genuinely intelligent person, per the classification of Rasulullah is the one who takes stock of his good deeds and bad deeds. Man, man, and and he prepares for the day after death, meaning his eye is on the on the akhirah. His goal is the akhirah, and he's he's preparing for the long term. He's not all about instant gratification and fulfillment of passions and desires right away. But rather, he's, he's, he, he sees long term. And what is a little bit beautiful and, more, and, and significant is if we think about this slightly deep, a little bit deeper, we will realize that even from a worldly perspective, from a very short-sighted sense of dunya and material, if you look at people and you'll say, who is an intelligent investor? Who is intelligent with respect to their finances? Is not the person that on Friday they get their paycheck and then they spend their whole paycheck at the bar 
or in fulfilling their desires, rather the one who invests long term. And he considers what, whatever the financial advisors say, 10% or 20% of his income as if he doesn't exist, depending on how much he's making. He saves. This person is intelligent. The one who spends all his money right away, as soon as it comes in, he, does, he, you know, he, he spends it on whatever, on weddings, on home improvements, on this and that, different things. Different expenses come up and we fulfill our desires. Sometimes we spend all the money that we have and sometimes people, they actually, beyond spending what they have, they take loans to fulfill their desires for name and fame and for show. This person, we will say, is not a wise person. Another, uh, the person who is a wise investor, who is wise with his money, who is intelligent, who is smart, he saves for the rainy day. He saves long term for the future. He's thinking later on. For, he has a very good retirement plan set up. He has 401k, he has other pension plans, he has other long term investments. He's not looking just for short term, but he's looking for long term growth. He has college funds for his children's education to protect them from riba if possible. So this is a wise person. So that, and the person who uh, manages his books and he goes through his accounts, these are the two things, right? The same two things, the same concept, Rasulullah is taking it to the next level in this hadith. He says, Al-Kayyusu who takes stock of himself not only with regards to worldly matters and worldly dealings, but with respect to the actual purpose of our existence, with respect to his ultimate goal, ultimate destination in the hereafter. And he's not amongst those people that Allah says, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ dunya." You are preferring this worldly life, and you are a slave of this dunya, وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبَقَى Whereas the hereafter is far better in the eyes of your Lord. It is the eternal hereafter. The same concept over and over, Allah keeps on reminding us in the Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْبَاقِيَاتُ الصَّالِحَاتِ That which is going to remain with you are your good deeds. خَيْرٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ ثَوَابًا This is better in the eyes of your Lord as a thawab, as a reward. خَيْرٌ amala is better as something you can look forward to and have hope in. And the opposite, Rasulullah says, وَالْعَاجِزِ Who is the ajiz? Is the weak person. Powerless person. The one who has no power, has no strength, is ajiz. We have heard the word mu'ajizah as a miracle. A miracle is called a mu'ajizah. It's the active participle. Mu'ajiz is that miracle, supernatural event or feat that happens at the hand of a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that renders the opposition powerless. They are ajiz. They are powerless from reproducing that. If Rasulullah took his finger and and he split the moon in half and one half went down and settled on, uh, set on the east and the other on the west and completely split and everyone saw that and then it came back together again and this is a mu'ajizah of Rasulullah so if Rasulullah asked the Quraysh okay now Abu Jahal Abu Lahab Utba, Shayba, Walid Aqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyid Asim ibn Wail, Nadar ibn Harith, all of you leaders of Quraysh, can you also do the same? So they will say, we are now ajiz, we are weak, we, can, we are powerless. The only thing they can say is, هَذَا سِحْرٌ مُّبِينٌ This is magic. You have done magic on our eyes. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَابٌ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ If we open up for them a door in the sky. And not only they have one trip and one visitation and one tour, but rather فَظَلُّوا فِيهِ يَعْرُجُونَ فَظَلُّوا means that they continually, whenever they want to, it's not just a one trip. Whenever they want to, they have an option of going up. You can go up and see first sky, second sky, third sky. You can do your own mi'raj. The same word of mi'raj is used. Mi'raj is a great honor for Rasulullah but Allah says, if I give mi'raj opportunity to all these leaders of the Quraysh. فَظَلُّوا فِيهِ يَعْرُجُونَ يَعْرُجُونَ They continue to have their own mi'rajes. Will they believe then? Because they saw the first sky, they saw the second sky, they saw the third sky, fourth sky, fifth sky, they saw Baytul Ma'mur. They see everything. Allah says, لَقَالُوا إِنَّمَا سُكِّرَتْ أَبْصَارُنَا بَلْ نَحْنُ قَوْمٌ مُسْحُورُونَ They will say, oh, you have cast a spell on our eyes and you have bewitched us. Why will they say that? Because they do not, they're not denying based on doubt, they're denying based on kibber and arrogance. Al-kibru batru al-haq. True arrogance is, genuine arrogance is when a person denies the truth despite knowing it. Like when you know you're wrong but you don't want to accept it, that's kibr. Likewise, they know Rasulullah is right but they don't want to accept it, that's kibr. لَوْ نَزَّلْنَا عَلِيهِ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ قِرْطَاسًا فَلَمَسُوهُ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ If you resend down a physical copy, Allah says, قِرْطَاس with on, on special parchment from Jannah. This is the word of Allah revealed by Allah. And then Allah further says in Surah An-Naam, so beautiful, He says, فَلَا مَسُوهُ بِيَيْدِيهِمْ Then they touch it with their own hands. You know, you, wanna, they have, it's, uh, you touch it with your own hands, you feel it with your fingers. This is actually real from Jannah. لَقَالِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ مُبِينَ The disbelievers will say this is all magic. Because they don't want to believe. So this is a mu'jizah. That which renders opposition, renders them powerless to come up with any rational answer. So, ajiz means weak. Rasulullah says, ajiz, a truly weak and powerless person, is man atba'a nafsahu hawaha, who allows his nafs to, to become a slave to his passions and desires. Wherever his desires take him, he follows them. Do not follow your passions and desires, they will take you astray. He follows his desires. He allows his nafs to become a slave of his desires. And then on top of that, He continues to have hopes in that Allah is Ghafoor Rahim will forgive me. Since Allah is Ghafoor Rahim, therefore He is mandated to forgive me. He will forgive me for sure, no matter how much I disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a weak, powerless person. One, as we conclude, on, uh, the time is up, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us different opportunities for us to reflect on this reality. And one such opportunity Allah has provided for us this week, as most of us by now are aware, that one of the greatest pop singers who was fulfilling his hawa and nafs and desires and had all the material pleasures, wealth and honor in, in society and fame and woman and whatever a person or young man would ever desire. He had all of that. But 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed this individual, Brother Junaid, alayhi, that he gave him the tawfiq to make tawbah. And the one who repents from a sin is like the one who never committed a sin. We sometimes complain, how can I leave whatever sin I am involved in? My environment is holding me back. What are my friends going to say? How can I, I have the desire to make my face look like the face of Rasulullah and grow a beard, but my wife will not allow me. My wife doesn't like it. I have the intention to wear hijab and follow the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, but my husband does not allow it. My husband says that you have to meet my friends and you have to behave like this at parties and social events. I don't want you to come to parties wearing hijab. What is so-and-so going to say? Imagine this person, how much pressure he had from his environment. What are his fans going to say? What is his family going to say? He also had a wife. He also had children. He also had siblings and parents. And how much dunya he was making per, per song that he was singing. And how many contracts he had that he had to break with different recording companies. But when he realized that this is all temporary, this is funny, and he realized that the true comfort and the true sukoon al-qalb, comfort of the heart, it lies only in the remembrance of Allah. As Allah says, It is in the remembrance of Allah that the hearts find contentment. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the tawfiq to make tawbah from that. Mawlana Tariq Jamil Sahib recently, as he mentioned, and he mentioned before as well, that back in 1996, one time, he was sitting somewhere and this, the volume was turned off, but on the screen there was a picture of a man dancing on a stage, surrounded by women who are dancing and screaming his name. And the random thought just crossed his mind. This person is so lost in the material dunya and is so far away from the right path. I wonder how it will ever be possible to reach him and give him da'wah towards Allah and speak about Allah. Is it ever possible for this person to come onto the right track? When we have small challenges, it's difficult for us to overcome. This person is completely on the wrong path. And after that, in 1997, in the Karachi Ishtima, some friends told him that we want to take you to meet one uh, important, influential person. Would you be willing to go visit? And he said, okay, sure. And when he went to go visit him, as soon as he saw his face, his breath was taken away for a moment. Because lo and behold, it was the same person he had seen on the screen. So he asked him, what is, what is your name? He said, my name is Junaid Jamshed. And what do you do? He said, I'm, uh, I'm involved in music. I'm a musician. He said, oh, do you play instrument or do you sing? He said, no, I'm a singer. Subhanallah. Then after that, he talked to him and gave him da'wah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And brother Junaid, he mentioned that it, it feels like even though I'm at the height of fame and glory and the pinnacle of worldly accomplishments that a person would ever hope to aspire to, achieve in this dunya, I have no comfort, I have no peace of mind and heart, and I'm a very, I have a very troubled soul. And what you are saying in these beautiful talks of deen that you are giving, this is as if you are applying ointment and healing to my wounds of my heart. That means you are applying, you are, you are healing my wounds. And that is how the relationship began. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him tawbah. And he came and wherever, as when he came here, Alhamdulillah, this Darussalam Masjid, that we are all praying Jummah here today, and we have been praying, and we'll continue, inshallah, we benefit from the programs here. Alhamdulillah, he has a share in the reward here. 
as he was in, involved in our fundraising dinner for raising funds for this masjid, the biggest one event that we had, not only in Chicago, but also in St. Louis. When he came to St. Louis where I was Imam, he arrived and he looked around and then he said, uh, I, did I come here before? I, it seems slightly, uh, kind of familiar, the city. So it was very embarrassing for me, but I did mention, yes, uh, back in the 90s, you did a concert here. You have come here before. Then he said, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, I had made the pledge to Allah that every single place and city and every venue I went to go and commit sin and invite people towards immorality, that I had made a pledge to Allah, I will visit that same town and spread your word and invite towards you, O Allah. So if I had come here, Alhamdulillah, another city knocked out of the way that I have now come back to give da'wah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the same place I had committed the sin, I wanted to go and invite towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with this is, mashallah, inspiration in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his wife, we know that he recently uh, received shahada from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accepted his martyrdom in the airplane crash. So we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give sabr to his family members and allow us to also make tawbah before it is too late and come to this reality that our lives are temporary. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, kafa bil mawti wa'idha. There is no need to give further advice or give a speech. Mawt itself, death itself, is sufficient means of advice for the one who wants to take advice. Kafa bil mawti wa'idha. Mawt itself is a sufficient wa'idh. You don't need to give a wa'adh. You don't have to give a bayan. When you see the person dying, then they should awaken you to the reality that one day you will die as well. One day you will leave everything behind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst the intelligent ones who prepare for the death before it comes and take stock of ourselves today before Allah takes stock of us on the day of Qiyamah. Protect us from being among the ajis and weak ones who become slaves to their passions and desires and continue to have hopes in Allah. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين